G'day, I'm Darren Oki. I'm Simon West. Welcome to the Aussie Wine Chat podcast series where we talk global distribution and sales with an Aussie perspective. And an Aussie accent. G'day. <laughs> G'day from Australia. Uh, welcome, Amber and Beth LeBau. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to be talking to you for Aussie Wine Chat uh, tonight, my time, and early in the morning, yours. Uh, would you like to introduce yourselves? Yes. Uh, hello. My name is Amber LeBeau. Um, we are actually saying hello from Paris, which is almost, uh, yeah, just a little bit past 11 a.m. our time here. Um, this is my wife, Beth. Hello. And uh, we are the uh, creators of virtualwineevents.com. Uh, my background, um, I am a, uh, I'm a wine writer, blogger with spitbucket.net blog. Um, but previous to that, I spent a lot of years in the wine industry, uh, retailers, supermarkets, um, wineries, wine education, um, kind of around several blocks. Um, well, Beth, she's got the, she's the tech brains behind here, um, which actually let her say a little bit of her background. So, yeah, I'm a background in software engineering. Uh, so five or six years at Amazon and Google doing software development and management uh, before coming to Paris to, to join a startup here and, and work with them on the tech side as well. Wine-wise, uh, I studied uh, enology at Washington State University, so I also have that love for wine as well. Okay, so you're um, you're both crazy for wine and crazy for tech. So, yep. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Well, that's perfect. So, you know, one of the things that we've been doing on Aussie Wine Chat is is talking to people about supply chain. So, Aussie Wine Chat has a really strong focus on trade uh, and getting products out there. So, I'm really interested in in talking to you about what what made you create virtual wine events first of all, and then we'll. We'll dig into uh, some data and, and what goes on and, and how people mm-hmm. are getting themselves out there. Yeah. Uh, well, being in France, we were one of the early countries to get hit by the COVID pandemic after Italy. And so things in early March just started locking down. Um, you know, she had to switch from working at home. And even though I was already working from home, I couldn't go out and enjoy life. Um, so, but being, being a wine geek, you know, I started get diving in more into the webinars and online events. And, and as more countries joined us in lockdown, these events just started springing up like, like wildfire. But two problems really have started to emerge quickly. Uh, one, how do you find these events? You know, they are spring up everywhere because especially the events that are held by wineries, unless you are actively following those wineries on their social medias or part of their mailing list, usually don't know when their events are happening until after it's already happened and you hear people talk about it. And then the second problem was, how do you keep track of all of them? And so a lot of the websites and calendars that I, you know, would follow for, you know, try to find other wine events, they just really weren't jumping on the virtual wine events bandwagon and kind of listing thing. And Beth, you know, being being the techie, she noticed that the domain names, virtualwineevents.com and onlinewineevents.com weren't taken. So that means nobody else was going to do this. And with her having some downtime and kind of itch, itching for a project, project, you know, she jumped on it. Uh, and it's been, what, about six weeks that it's been up and live? About six weeks, yeah. Yeah. And so it, it continues to grow. We continue to get in traffic and more events. And it's going to be interesting as this, you know, up in the Northern Hemisphere, as our summer progresses with wineries opening up uh, their tasting rooms and if they're still going to be providing content. Uh, but it doesn't look like COVID's going away completely globally. So, and I think the idea of doing online events are already developing a niche beyond the pandemic. 
So I think it's going to continue for a while. Yeah, look, I think so too. And I think it's going to become a big part of tourism. So we're seeing, you know, a lot of tourism companies that can't get their international visitors now, they've got to get their, their online presence up and, and online mm-hmm. wine events have become a, a very real thing and a very big part of, uh, of what's going on. And actually that brings me to something that really interests me. Um, being, a, being an Australian and speaking with my very strange accent, um, I wonder uh, how many Australian uh, and New Zealand uh, wine events are turning up on virtual wine events. And are they turning up at times mm-hmm. the global market's interested in them? Mm-hmm. So right now, I mean, actually, we have a trending events section, which lists the events that are getting the most buzz and attention. Uh, Beth kind of designed that. And, and if you if you want, you can talk a little bit about what goes into that. Um, but right now on our trending events section, I just checked before logging in here, two of the top events are Australian related events. There is the Vintage 2020 webinar from Wine Australia. Um, that's been buzz throughout the week. And then just snuck on to the trending events today was a masterclass by Master of Wine, Emma Simington on Australian wine. So there's definitely an interest by the users that are going to virtualwineevents.com looking for online events to find Australian wine content. That said, I still would like to see more Australian wine events there. I think a lot of wineries um, and also in New Zealand, they haven't quite discovered the site yet, even though we are slowly growing traffic. Um, our top three in traffic is the US, UK, and then South Africa, but Australia is getting right up there. So it's definitely a, an area that is very fertile to keep growing. Oh, brilliant. That, well, I'm looking forward to seeing more Aussie content on there. Now, Amber, I read a blog of yours um, in the last week, I think, uh, what it would take to get me back into a tasting room. Mm-hmm. Um, now, does that mean that, uh, that you're going to be attending a lot, of, um, a lot of virtual wine events while you wait for the experience in a tasting room to, to come back to what you're looking for? Most definitely. I mean, I, I want to travel so badly. And so the events that would really appeal to me, especially like we, we got an opportunity to go to Australia um, last October for the wine media conference. Um, we went in the Hunter Valley and then in Mudgee and it was just fantastic. I mean, she, she was looking at vineyard land in Mudgee by the time we were leaving. That's how much we kind of fell in love with the, with the area. Yeah. And I miss it desperately. And so if somebody did, I mean, even something as simple as like Instagram lives, you know, just going out into your vineyard, going out to the area, showing me what I'm missing and what I could have a small part of, you know, just through the screen would be extremely appealing. And, and from a tourism asset, you're planting those seeds. You know, everybody talks about after COVID, all this pent up demand. Well, you don't want to just wait for that and just hope with fingers crossed and happenstance that that pent up demand will come to you. You need to plant those seeds. You need to create that pent up demand. And the wineries that are very savvy about utilizing these virtual wine events, they're continuing to foster that, hey, when time comes and you can visit, boom, here's what you can visit. Yeah, and here's what you've already engaged with uh, beforehand. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm also really interested in the back end um, of uh, virtual wine events. So... And, and I should know this because this event is listed on virtual wine events. So here's me finding out some stuff I should already know. What, what type of data is available for or what type of data is collected and, and might become available for people holding events? 
And if there's not data available, what's the data that you've got telling you? So, I mean, just right now, the core data that we're, we're collecting is just kind of like how people are interacting with things, are, are people, what events are being looked at. This is a lot when you mentioned kind of the trending, it kind of drives into it when people bookmark things, add things to calendars, uh, visit social media pages, things like that. So those are kind of, we're right now looking at trying to see what actually interests people by interacting with those events. Um, so I think that's kind of trying to figure out what types of events, what sorts of reactions people are having to events are the kind of the core thing that we're, we're, we're looking at. Um, we're also going to be trying to figure out better ways to help, um, help kind of uh, make some of these events better, uh, seeing if there's ways that we can help with that as well. Yeah. And both of us are very big on privacy concerns. So we're not going to really be, we don't collect demographics and that type of data. It is just exactly what she says. It's more behavior and seeing which events draw actually results, draw interest. Because right now, you know, people are doing so many different things, like throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing what sticks, but you don't often get that feedback of what truly is sticking on that. And so that's one of the things been enjoying with this this site is is definitely seeing what resonates with people and what doesn't. Yeah, and you're getting that out there. You're certainly talking about what's resonating and what's not resonating. And so just yesterday you were talking about um, events versus webinars um, mm-hmm. and what you're seeing there. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, actually, yeah, since you were with, okay. Well, she, she was helping me with, she, she, again, she's the tech brain, so going with the analytics. Um, but as we started drilling down, we, we have four category tabs. When you visit virtualwineevents.com, you'll see right up there at the top, it says virtual tastings, webinars, social events, and then Instagram Live. And we were seeing which of those tabs were getting clicked on the most. And by far, virtual tastings are. And then followed by webinars, and then Instagram Live, and then social events. And, but the, then we started looking at the behavior of people once they clicked on that tab. And when they clicked on the virtual tasting tab, it was essentially like they were just looking at the listing of virtual tastings, but not actually clicking on the individual events to find out more or to bookmark them or to say, I'm interested. Um, they were just looking at it one and done. Versus the webinar tab, that was getting repeated interaction. People were clicking on events, finding details, um, registering for events, adding to their bookmarks. Um, and, and repeatedly coming back to that tab. You know, we were looking at it basically in a month's time and an average of, you know, five times a, a user would keep going back to that webinar tab to look for more webinars to attend. And that was a really stark contrast between, you know, when people first log onto the site, virtual tastings, boom, that's what they're going. That's probably how they're finding our site is, you know, hey, I'm in the mood looking for a virtual tasting, but nothing is capturing their attention. Yet when they go over to the webinar tab, that's starting to capture their attention. Oh, that's, uh, that's both really interesting and uh, suggests a bit of a challenge for some of the, the tourism activation style events. Do you, have you got to the point yet of seeing which of the virtual wine events are or what, what's going on in virtual wine events that are more appealing? Yeah, I mean, if, if I had to say, you know, like the kind of the top three things that are capturing people's attention, you know, for the first part are events I would describe as inclusive events, meaning it has a broad topic that is not just, hey, let's try my winery's wines. You know, they're covering like, for instance, like if in the Barossa, Old Vine Barossa. Now, a winery could be hosting it. They could be featuring their wines, talking about their vineyards. But for somebody to attend in the UK, 
France, US, other parts of Australia, you don't necessarily need to feel like you have to have that winery's wine or else you're missing any kind of enjoyment. You're still getting something out of it. So that inclusive, broad topic nature is definitely the top thing that I think separates the events that are successful versus the ones that are, are really small and niche. The second most popular thing are things that are interviews or collaborations. And we recently had an event in the U.S. that had a, got a lot of buzz on the site. Um, Lark Mead in Sonoma did an event partnered with Venus Media, Antonio Galoni's operation, on Moon Mountain in Sonoma. And so they featured several producers and growers from that area. And so it was kind of like a joint roundtable aspect of it. And tons of people were interested in that event. And, of course, within that, they were talking about their individual wine, their property. And so a lot of seeds were planted for people to learn more about these brands, but it was presented as a, another inclusive topic, but a collaboration. And then probably the third thing is uh, kind, of the, the, kind of the fun aspect of it, you know, wine quizzes. Uh, another U.S. winery that's doing really well is Jordan Winery. They have their kind of drinking games on Zoom. Um, and just, again, just broad fun, um, that that distraction that people are looking for. I think when people log on to virtualwineevents.com looking for an event, they're looking, they don't necessarily know exactly what they're looking for beyond just something fun to do. Now, I'm not a professional interviewer, so I most certainly haven't asked you all the questions I should. I certainly haven't um, dug down into the dark and dirty, seamy side of virtual wine events or anything like that. <laughs> But uh, what I would like to know is if there's anything that, um, that, that you should, that I should have asked or anything that you think people really need to know about virtual wine events or anything that you'd like to talk about. It's a really, to me, it's a really exciting project. It's a, it's a fantastic pickup of an opportunity. So, you know, what would you like to say? The, the takeaway that I would have, especially for, you know, folks in the industry, for wineries, retailers, is the tool aspect of virtual wine events beyond just promoting your own event is looking at what everybody else is doing, paying attention to what other events are being submitted and also what events pop up on the trending. And that's organic feedback that you can get right there off the, off the screen of, you know, what do other people think is working? What are people actually clicking on? Um, and when, if I, if I was owning a winery and I was going to think about doing my own events, I would be looking at times, see what times other people are having events, especially if I'm doing like an Instagram live, because you don't necessarily want to do it at the exact same time as everybody else is doing to, you know, you're competing, you're competing for eyeballs. And, you know, you don't necessarily want to repeat what other people are doing, but find your own way of doing a unique spin. So if you're a winery that has, you know, let's say you're specializing in, you know, an alternative varietals, you know, those are really big. When we were in Australia, I was so impressed with, you know, the Verdellos and Sangioveses, Nebbiolos. Create an event around that because those events that have those unique aspects of it that hook are bringing people in. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you for that. I think there's a lot of people um, here who are going to be really interested to hear from you. So keep your eye out on Twitter for the odd clip of yourselves uh, coming up soon. Thank you. So, yeah, Amber and Beth, that was brilliant. Uh, from Aussie Wine Chat, uh, thanks a lot. And uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, have a good one. Bye. Uh, thanks for joining us again for Aussie Wine Chat. I'm Darren Oetke. You can find me on 
hydroconsulting.com.au and on Twitter at Darren Owenke. And I'm Simon West. You can find me at fullglass.com.au.